Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. All right, I'm recording. Do it. Do you see how easy this is, James? Do you see how easy this is to press record on a laptop, James? <laughs> if my wife hadn't taken the laptop that worked to Canada, this wouldn't have happened. It doesn't work for any of us, clearly. This is day three, so I'm going to go ahead and say this doesn't work. Tim, find an iPad. Right. Let's record all this because this is going to be funny. Because the whole episode is just going to be... I am recording. Yes, but let's actually start the show. This entire episode is going to be about how how inefficient you are at technology. That's fair. I'm, I'm stunned that you can drive an IndyCar. Right? So, so what, what Tim and I determined yesterday was yes. that um, the stop and go on your feet isn't a joke. 30 minutes. <laughs> you actually need that. I do. I do need that. Yeah. I have a little mirror so I can see down into the foot. Uh, okay, this one. So we're back. So we're back uh, in exquisite fashion. I mean, we were going to open with the whole, and welcome to another episode of Rob Trap with Incharazi, but we've been saying that for months, and uh, apparently Tim wasn't recording, <laughs> so we're going to take a different approach and just pretend like this is a conversation with some quote-unquote friends hanging out and talking. Who are friends? So here's the you thing. You and I. Right. Yeah. We released that video. I want to I want to explain to the viewers why we released it when we did versus having an episode last week, because James Hinchcliffe cannot, for the life of him, figure out how to work Skype. No, no, I can figure out how to work. Alex Skype. and I were on the call for forty minutes yesterday, waiting for you. Well, I mean, I was also on that call for most of that time. I just couldn't get it to work. No, no, you absolutely weren't. You came on forty minutes later to explain you couldn't figure out how to record. I was half an hour late, <laughs> and that's because. I... Never mind. So, it's not I don't know how to use Skype. You were half an hour late to the thing you pushed back by half an hour? Yes. <laughs> okay, so you're an hour late. Well, because I wanted to do it at 2.30. You couldn't do that. I'm affected. No, I don't, but I'm sick. <laughs> but again, it's not that I don't know how to use Skype. It's that I don't know how to fix my computer, and currently Skype doesn't work on my computer. And the way that... Tim has this whole thing set up as we all need fancy computers and fancy fancy computers. It's just a MacBook. You're a MacBook. You're sleek. You're powerful. You're everyone a... wants one. <laughs> Most people have one. <laughs> so what have you guys been up to? What's uh, what's new? Um, we talked post Baja. Yeah. So since then, I um, participated in another. Um, endurance race. You did? There was equally as much of a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because uh, we had a very fast um, car that got just ramrodded just by a Mazda yeah. four hours into a 24-hour race. So we spent the next 20 hours just kind of floating around 23 laps down. Um, and it took us 20 hours to get back to where we started, which was last. Right, so because you had a problem qualifying, because we had a problem qualifying, so it wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, what have you been up to? Well, at least it took a long time. I I watched a lot of that race okay. <laughs> that you were in. Um, 
I I was texting you for most of it yep. actually because yep. I wasn't <laughs> in the car. You were you were yeah, the car was on track for a little mm-hmm. while. Uh, I no, I've been up to less exciting things. I've been like you know hard in the unemployment line, just trying to find uh, a ride and a job. Uh, so you can relate to. I thought I saw you there the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we should stop applying for the same jobs, though, Tim. I think it's just making it less likely to want to say. So that's been, honestly, my life has been trying to figure that out. Uh, obviously, the holidays happened, which were great. Um, I became an uncle. Okay. So that's kind of new and fun and exciting. An uncle to Tim's new pup? No. Uh, but yes, also that. Right. Uh, apart from <laughs> the introduction of... Pappy Theodore Roosevelt to the, the puppy squad. His name is not Pappy. Sure is. His name is Teddy. I think two of us say it's Pappy, so... Yeah, when we um, pulled the group, everybody... Yeah, well, everybody good thing Pappy. it's not your dog. <laughs> it's not your dog either. It's Hazel's dog. So, at my daughter's birthday party, we were coming up with a name for her new puppy. And, uh, and I had a list where everybody wrote it down. So, Alex started it off... Uh, by trying to convince her to name my dog Pappy after the bourbon. Which, I don't know if it was you or people inspired by you, but most of the list was just alcohol. Uh, Fireball was on there a few times. So, uh, yeah, thank you for starting that trend at a six-year-old's birthday party. Well, the funniest thing about this particular story for me, Tim, is that nobody asked you to tell it. So, back to my niece. Uh, my (laughs) (laughs) My sister gave birth... Uh, to a beautiful baby girl named Kaylee on January 2nd. And that is the first Hinchcliffe child to produce an offspring. So I'm now officially an uncle, like a legitimate one. Not just like to hunt and raise kids and to your dogs. And uh, Who's the oldest? Is she the oldest? She's the oldest. Oh, that makes sense. Then. So it does make sense. Who's the second oldest? My brother. Oh, damn it. I was really hoping you'd be next. Uh, no, no no kids on, on my horizon. We just got another dog. We got to get to the second dog thing. Mm. So. When are we gonna start? I, I gotta say, you made uh, you made getting the dog look way harder than I found it to be. I'm sorry. Did your dog just eat your blinds the other day? <laughs> yeah, you, you have no. As he many scratched at them because he missed me because I was gone forever taking the trash out. You said you were gone for 30 seconds. I know, but for him, that's forever. It's dog years. It's like I feel like I feel like you have no idea what's to come. <laughs> And I say that with love. <laughs> you know, Weller was super awesome at just a blob for the first couple of weeks. And then he got, like, muscle and energy and kind of a brain. And it all went downhill from there. Mm. All right. Well, sorry. I derailed it a little bit. So, obviously, James, uh, you're going to be having the kid next. Uh, no, that's no. you, you, you misunderstood <laughs> what, was, what was being right, said there. Right after, right after Rossi gets married. Um, yeah. See, I think you also misunderstood that. I can, I can, I will bet you a hefty amount of money that happens before I have a kid. Uh, I know you're not into sports betting, but this is not a sport. So if you'd like to place a friendly thousand dollar wager, dating on kind of is a sport. <laughs> <laughs> not the way I do it. <laughs> Why? Because you lose every time. Yeah, dating for me is a spectator sport. I see other people do it. I wonder how it is. <laughs> you are the Ohio football teams of dating. Professional football teams. What is that? I don't know enough about. Like the Cleveland Browns lose every time. The no. Cincinnati Bengals lose every time. Like one of those teams is going to go winless. Pretty much. Everywhere. I used to date the uh, the Patriots of uh, dating because she cheated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so okay, so so Daytona not ideal. You got well, you got Coda up next, the series open test. Yep. Which should be neat for you and the twenty four other people that gotta go do it. It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. It's gonna be televised. Yeah. No, um, it is. Really. On NBC Gold. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so then you get to see where twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to. Which I am going to. I am yeah. going to. Uh, in a capacity that I will tell you all about at another time, but I will be there. And it's the first time I've actually been, so I'm excited to... Uh, it's cool, man. It's, um, so people say it's cooler than Daytona. It's, it's way cooler than Daytona, and it's like creeping towards like the wildness of Bathurst. Not the coolness of Bathurst, um, but like just the weirdness of it. Nice. So it's actually awesome. All right. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I'm at some point going to crash Hunter Ray's motorhome. Okay. Yeah. With all his children? Uh, they won't be there the whole time, will what they? What about my motorhome? Well, yeah, no, I'm... I'm oh, sorry, I'm staying in your motorhome. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Staying okay. here. Yeah. I'm crash his. Fun, fun. Time. I'll go play with the kids. I'm like their uncle. Right. They call me Uncle Cupcake. Okay. I don't know if you know that Ryden's middle name is James. I, I didn't. I did not know that they called you Uncle Cupcake, but I'm going to start calling you Uncle Cupcake. You, you can. You can. I respond to it now. I, uh... Here's the thing. I don't know. We were at an event together, um, Ryan and I, and the kids were there. And Ryan was in uh, the backseat of the car, and he and he pulled in, and I looked in the window, and I said, hi, Ryan. And he goes, hi, Uncle Cupcake. And Ryan and I looked at each other, and we're like, where did that come from? He's like, you're Uncle Cupcake. And I said, yes, I am. Okay. So I'm now Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Cupcake. You're a good sport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be a lot worse if the kid was just going to pull a completely random word out of the air and name me Uncle Bat. Yeah. Well, at least through this whole time, I've been using my internal microphone to record instead of my meteor mic that's plugged in. Oh, I hate you so much. See, it's not just me. <laughs> it was a rushed situation. But I'm switching now, so we're good. So let's have different sounding quality, audio quality. Yeah, don't worry about it. The, uh, yeah. the show. There is no one. I don't hate right now. James, what can you talk about for the upcoming year? I can talk about Genesis. Like the book of the Bible? Nope, and not the Phil Collins band either. Okay. Uh, though both are great. All right, let's, let's jump into that then. I was able to uh, announce a couple weeks back that uh, Genesis, uh, which is a, uh, a global company with a huge base here in Indianapolis, a uh, huge office here, um, is going to be sponsoring me for May in the, in the GP and the 500, which is very exciting. Um, you know, it's, it's a start. You know, by the, by the time everything that happened, happened, full season was going to be tough. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to make the best of the situation. And they've been an incredible partner. Um, you know, the, the story's out online, but I'll give you the brief synopsis of how it, it all came together because it's kind of funny. Yeah, didn't they, didn't they like slide in your DMs? They slid into my DMs, as the kid would say. <laughs> and it's just, it's like literally going to be a case study in, in, a, in a motorsports marketing class one day because it's crazy how A, the conversation started, then B, how quickly it developed for a company of that size to be able to you know, in, understand a motorsports program like this and embrace it internally is uh, is unheard of. You know, certainly in all my time, I've never seen it happen quite that quick and the turnaround be that quite that quick. So I've got a tremendous amount of respect for everybody in the company that was involved in making it happen, not just because, you know, we're going to go racing in, uh, in the Indy 500, but just the way it all came together and the way they went about it, it was uh, it was really awesome. So they're, they're stoked about it. 
Uh, I'm super stoked about it, obviously. Still working on the team side. Uh, you know, have some have some things to figure out there, but I think we're getting closer. And yeah, I mean, we're just gonna take it one uh, one week at a time. Try to tack on a race or two here and there if we can, and uh, and go from there. But obviously, very exciting. Uh, I can't wait to see what the car looks like. New cars are cool. All right, and then Alex, do you have do you have anything you want to talk about for the upcoming season? Stuff you're looking forward to? Stuff you guys are working on? Yes, tell me everything that you're working on over there, Andrea Osborne. Um, well, I mean, for those of you that missed the news, we, we have a new partner in AutoNation, which is super exciting. Um, they've been a long time kind of partner with uh, Ryan and Andretti, so that's great. Do you um, have to wear a pink suit? I have to wear a gray suit with pink highlights. Okay. Uh, it's less loud than other AutoNation suits right. out there. But um, it's more obvious when you weigh yourself now with a gray suit. I don't pee myself, so it's a non-issue. You never say never. No, I will 100% never pee myself. Never say never. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a great company that loves racing and um, has a great cause that they're obviously representing with the Drive Pink campaign and raising money for, for breast cancer research and awareness. So, um, that's exciting. Uh, everything else is pretty much status quo, other than the fact that we added a fifth car with Colton Herta. Which, like, you kind of already had. He, yeah, he was already kind of... Yeah, no, yeah, no, for sure. But then we added a six car with Jack Harvey. So it just, yeah, the family keeps growing. Um, So it's going to be an interesting year. Andretti Autosport is with cars like our friend group is with dogs. Yes. It just (laughs) Just continues. Keep collecting them. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes without any reason. (laughs) So this actually just made me think of something. You brought up the white fire suit. James mentioned uh, James mentioned peeing yourself, which you said you didn't do. And we actually did record an episode that we didn't release where you told a pretty funny story about Baja, um, about how you can relieve yourself in Baja. And I wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted to retell that. Sure. Um, yeah, no. So basically you put a, a condom on that has a tube at the end of it. Um, is it like, this, is it like fuel line or is it like pretty much fuel line? Cold tube. Or like, is it? <laughs> it's kind of like that light yellow, super soft, flexible tube ish. Okay. So I don't know. So this is like a purpose built device. It wasn't like you guys. No one Jimmy rigged it. No one Jimmy rigged a okay. condom. <laughs> okay. So this is like it's a it's, it's a it's a pee condom. Right. That's all it is. So it goes on like a normal one, and then it's just got a tube, and you kind of like into a bag or no, you just, or no, no, just a hole in the bottom of the truck. Oh, so you're just you're just peeing out of the truck. Yes, you just drill a hole in the bottom of the truck. Yes, and route the line through it. So it's kind of you tape it to your leg, tape it to your shoe, out your shoe, and then it's a long tube. So then it goes out the bottom of the truck. No big deal. The best part is like the the whole like pre grid scenario. (laughs) You kind of every everyone's walking around with these tubes kind of out of their leg, and everyone obviously knows what it is. So it's not that weird because everyone has one. Where it gets weird is like the just random puddles that appear on the street. It's kind of everyone standing outside their truck having a conversation and you look down and there's just a puddle. You don't wait at least till you get back in the truck? No, you, you just, just stand, stand there and talk to someone just peeing. That is a power move. Huh? That is a power move to like look someone in the eye while you pee. Oh, 100%. I, uh, it reminds me of a story from my past when, when I... I actually temporarily had a colostomy after my accident. Okay. 
And so, for those of you that don't know what that means, is they kind of cut your intestines in half and root half of it out a hole that they create in your abdomen rather than, you know, down the down the spout, if you will. Down the usual poop chute. Right. And so you have this bag that then kind of sits over top of it and, you know, collects whatever comes out. But the problem is, is like, you don't have intestinal muscles that you have control over. So you have zero control over anything that happens, when it happens, how it happens, etc. Cute. So there were some pretty funny situations where I'd be having a conversation with somebody and they'd be staring me in the eye and telling a story and they would just they would just hear and I would just not bring eye contact with them and just pretend like I didn't hear it. And how do how do people deal with it? How does humanity deal well, with it? This is the best part, right? It's like I'm being a jerk by trying to like pretend I didn't hear it when everybody clearly heard it. I mean, I would do that all the time. I would own up to it 99% of the time. Every once in a while, it'd be fun to just make somebody feel super uncomfortable because they thought that I'm trying to hide the fact that it happened. And so you they didn't try, hear it? Yeah. They try to not Just play it off? Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I, definitely, I definitely farted and pooped a lot of people in right around me. Good. At the table sometimes. That's a weird one. You're like taking a bite of something and you're like, look at that. It's coming out. It's going in. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> It's so funny the things we can talk about now, James. Yeah, we love that. Hey, we're back. It feels good to be back, guys. I'm just trying to imagine that setup at IMS. Like, you're just, you're just <laughs> taking a I'd piss. I'd save it all for the last 10 laps and see there's an oil slick at the back. No, so I, I seriously <laughs> thought about it. Because, like, the rush to the bathrooms mm. after, like, the driver introductions yeah. is super annoying. Especially because there's only two. Correct. Right, and 33 I, people. Well, they look more. I would love to hear you pitch that idea to Doug Bowles and Roger Penske. <laughs> Listen here, Hear guys. me out. We won't Everyone do it Everyone can the have a pee supply. tube and just pee by their car. It's not a big deal. Everyone does it. So I heard stories from back in the day, and he's either going to call me up after this and say, yeah, 100% true, or be mad at me if I said telling the story. <clears throat> but I heard stories of, like, Jimmy Vassar on the yellow. Like, the, the, the one time that I peed, like, you can't pee on the green. Like, it's not a thing. It's not possible. No. But, and it's even very, very, very difficult under yellow. But I heard the story that, like, Jimmy Vassar under yellow would, like, actually un- unzip his driver's suit. And, like, rather than just, like, he would aim it out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if it's even true. The physics of it are mind-boggling, you know. I mean, good for you, Jimmy. Let's just say that. But it's, Was this pre-onboard cameras? No, but I mean, maybe his car didn't have one that day. Okay. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I've heard rumors that like that some people would do that. I mean, or maybe Jimmy was telling me the story that somebody else did it. I could be what? getting this. I could be getting my life I think, here. But. I think we need to get Jimmy to come on the show because we've talked about peeing in space. We've talked about peeing on the grid. I think we need to talk about peeing out. Of, we've talked about peeing in the race car. We need to talk about peeing out of the race car. It's it's like our. It's our raison d'etre. It's, it's why we exist as a podcast. So, question. Yes. Is month of May the both? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you we both get to race Scott. McLaughlin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yes. Big news coming out of Australia slash Charlotte. Yep. The Australian V8 supercar superstar legend guy. Scott um, McLaughlin. That made us look really silly. Very silly. Um, what a 
It wasn't just him. Right. Sure. Yes. Um, one of come second to Sky. You know, but... No. <laughs> we came 17th to Scott. We did. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's coming and racing IndyCar. Making his debut at the uh, Grand Prix of Indianapolis or whatever it's called. So, so in, what was it? Late December, I think, he went to the town. No, late November... January. New Year's. January. Thank yep. you. Yeah. Uh, early January, he went to Sebring and did a test. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time in an open wheel car since like Formula 1600 10 years ago or whatever it was. Uh, so first time anything with wings and slicks, I think from yep. the from the open wheel side. Obviously, been a while since he's done it, and took him out to Sebring and lapped fairly competitively for somebody that has not done that before. Uh, got with him a couple tenths of the reigning uh, Indy Lights champion Oliver Askew. So definitely a ton of promise, and I guess that led to the captain giving him a chance to run uh, run the Grand Prix of Indy. So. He's going to do the Coda Open Test, get two days of, of track time there, learn the car a bit on a proper road course. Uh, and then, yeah, he's going to come and do uh, the GP, which is, I mean, pretty friggin' exciting, I think, for the sport, certainly for him. It's phenomenal. Like, and it's, it's good to see, I mean, if anyone's going to give someone an opportunity, I think Roger's got the ability to do that. But, like, the fact that he won everything in Australia for a couple of years, right? He's always wanted to race in America. His wife, who was very new wife, is from California. And like he told Roger and Tim from the beginning, I want to race in America at one point in anything. And he went out, got the results, did the job. He's going to finish off his contract in 2020 in the V8s, probably win everything again. And the fact that Roger is giving him a shot, I think is really, really cool. It's, it's awesome. really special. It's, a, it's an incredible opportunity for him. It's I think a lot of people, when you know Scott made noise about wanting to come over and race in the States, sort of assumed that NASCAR would be the route, just kind of following the footsteps of Marcus Ambrose, who did the same thing. The legend came over to the States and raced in NASCAR for a decade, I think. And when it kind of came out that it looked like it was going the other way, uh, and he wanted to try open wheel, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. So yeah, I mean, when's, when's that, when are you getting on the phone uh, with Roger, Tim? To get your IndyCar opportunity. No, remember, Scott had this opportunity <laughs> because he had accomplished many great things. Oh, Tim hasn't accomplished... Oh, right. Right. A- any. Well, he has a beautiful... There was life. that, uh... Right. No, yeah. I got Even this. Even that he had help with. Right. Yeah, he didn't do that. Yeah. He needed uh, another person. Hey, I beat you did most pretty routinely yeah. a Mario Kart. So, speaking of month of May and Grand Prix and 500 and all the rest of it, uh, also since our absence... Roger Penske bought the Speedway in the series. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of neat. Is that since our absence? <laughs> uh, well, officially, like, it was finalized in January. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Big surprise. It came, again, it happened so quickly. It was incredible how quickly the uh, the news came. And I mean, wasn't the first conversation about it in, like, September? In Laguna, yeah. Yeah. Which is the deal was done in January. A deal of that size. I mean, it must be neat to just have that much money. It's funny because we 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 on the sports car guys um, when we found out the news, we were testing in Sebring, and it was when we were still waiting to hear about the the new rules for the WEC and DPI and everything, and then if DPI cars are going to be able to race in Le Mans, and which they are, which they are. And it's been no secret that, that Team Penske really wants to go and, and do Le Mans. <clears throat> we were like, well... It's like the only thing left on Earth he hasn't won. True. We were like, well, you know, he just bought IndyCar and IMS, so if he wants to do Le Mans, he'll probably just go buy France. <laughs> 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 um, uh, 
Uh, <laughs> on that note, on that note, no. But no, so Roger, uh, Mr. Penske, the captain, he is already <clears throat> hard at work. He has been in the Speedway a couple times since he did walkthroughs. He laid down a massive list of things, improvements he wants done by the 500 this year. And guys, it's not a small list. It is a very long, very expensive list. And he has dedicated an incredible amount of resource to making this happen. So for anybody listening that's coming to the Indy 500 this year, you are in for a hell of a treat. If you were debating coming to the Indy 500 this year, this would be a great year to come and see all the new uh, improvements. And if you weren't even thinking about it, if it wasn't on your radar at all... Then stop listening to this podcast. What the hell's wrong with you? Get to the Indy 500 <laughs> yeah, and change it. <laughs> or just leave this I mean, podcast. See, I was trying to get more people in. Ah, I wasn't right. trying, to, okay. trying to get more. See, that's why you and I are different. Yes, that's why we... I, just, I can't we believe they're getting rid of the troughs. Yeah. What? I can't believe they're getting rid of the troughs. I can't. They're putting in urinals. I mean, I can. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, 2020. it's 2020. So. Yeah, I don't know. There's. I'm going to miss it in a weird way. You like peeing openly next to other people? Dudes, you like... Okay, your, your first of all, on the extensive list of places we've gone over that the two of you have peed, you can't blame me for being a little nostalgic for the trial. That's I mean, a weird thing to be nostalgic about. We also didn't say we enjoyed it. Getting backsplash from other people, that's like the worst thing. It's like I would much, I'd almost rather pee in my car. I would rather pee down my own leg. I'm not saying that it's like, oh, I go in and that every time I go to the bathroom, I'm, I'm upset that there's a urinal. I'm saying I'm going to be a little nostalgic. It's part of IMS. It's part of the experience. It's absolutely not. No, it's For not. For anybody listening that hasn't been in the, it's not part of the experience. And, and they're gone now anyway, so it's and, fine. And if you listen to the show, you know that Tim doesn't know anything. He's so, often wrong. Yeah. Unless it's about some weird, obscure historical facts, usually about U.S. politics. All right. I'm, I'm asking anybody listening, chime in on Twitter. Let me know if you're going to miss them. I bet we get at least a few people. Here's the deal. We're going to put up a Twitter poll when this episode goes out, and it's going to be a, a very simple poll to the men who have been to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Are don't you discriminate. Good? I don't think women were allowed to pee. I don't think they have troughs in the women's restaurant. No, but it's 2020, so just... Okay, fine. You're right. Women, if you, if you had to pee in troughs up to this point, and now you didn't, would you be nostalgic about it? Would you miss it? And men, are you going to miss the troughs in the bathrooms that I miss? We'll uh, get that poll going. I really look forward to seeing the results. I really look forward to seeing... I know we're going to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, I really have to pee, so uh, <laughs> we need to call this. Hey, um, wait, when do you guys When do you guys want to start recording this one? I will. I'm do you want to go the next flight, Ken? <laughs> we'll straight to California now. We'll just take care of this. You know what? I might actually just book a helicopter. You You know a guy? I know a guy. I got okay. a chopper guy. Sweet. Yeah, always making fun of me about the choppers. Now you need the chopper. I mean, yeah. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Finn.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.